The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 64 Going to War 1883, January 3rd, Denver, Colorado Somewhere around eight in the morning, Paris tried to slip out of bed. Where are you going? asked Thalia. There's still work to do in the barn. No, you don't. Thalia pulled Paris back down into the bed. Later, about noon, it was Thalia who pulled herself up and began to go for the door. Paris took her hand and pulled her back for a kiss. One more, demanded Paris, and kissed her again. I'll be right back, Thalia explained. I can't wait that long. One more. Paris asked and kissed again. I'm, I'm just going to go get us some food. Aren't you getting hungry? I am starved. One more kiss. Paris pulled her in and kissed her again. That one kiss became two. The two kisses became four, and four kisses became so much more. Thalia did not make it to the kitchen. At 2.30, Alone knocked on the door. She set a tray of food in front of it, and then snuck off before either Paris or Thalia could get up to answer. On the tray, there was a loaf of bread, cheese, and a jar of preserved peaches. They ate the bread and cheese first. Then, as they ate the peaches, they would feed each other a slice of peach, and kiss so they could taste the peach on their lips. Thalia pushed Paris back down into the bed. At about five that evening, Paris collapsed on her pillow. She was breathing heavy, and her chest moved physically up and down. Thalia pushed herself up and fell into place next to her. Is that all you got, champ? Thalia asked. No, I got more. Do you? Why, are you trying to wear me out? Then you can brag to all your friends how you knocked out the whiskey girl. Damn right I am. How am I doing? Thalia asked. I got a few more rounds in me. Just let me catch my breath a moment. <laughs> We're in a bed. If you need to, you can just take a nap. That is a dangerous precedent. If I take a nap now, I may die here. Die? Why would you die? Because with you in this bed, there is no longer any reason to leave it. We shall just live here until we grow old and die together. You're going to take me with you. Only if you love me. I love you already. Do you love me? I will love you until all of my time is spent, and I shall die happy right here in this bed. Don't say that. You tempt the fates. If the fates feel tempted, they can get a girl of their own, because nothing is going to get me out of this bed. Paris pulled Thalia closer, but as they kissed, there was a knock on the door. Whiskey girl? Celia is calling a war council in the kitchen. Ten minutes. She wants you there, Mary announced, without opening the door. Paris looked at the door, and then she looked back at Thalia, and then back at the door. Ugh, how quickly we forget the things we promise in bed, Thalia teased. I have to go. I don't want to. I would much rather stay here. I would much rather whatever is going on in there wasn't happening. But it is happening, and I should be there. Paris sat up and put her feet on the ground. Wait a moment. Just, we have like ten minutes. Let me show you what I can do with ten minutes. 
Thalia pulled Paris back into bed. Paris was five minutes late to the meeting. As she entered the kitchen, Penthesilia stood at the head of the table. Around it sat Elone, Mary, Cynthia, Candace, Cassandra, Felicia, and Philocides. Seeing Paris enter, Cassandra stood from her chair and pulled it out for Paris. Thalia stopped and stood behind Naomi, setting her hand on her shoulder. We're all here with you, explained Elone. He didn't just take the bar, he took a piece from each of us. If you're planning to get revenge, Mary and I want in. Do you all feel the same? asked Penthesilia. The girls all nodded. And you, Viper? Are you with us? I may not be an Amazon, but I will help if I can, said Philocides. Not all Amazons were women. As long as you don't want to be in charge, you can be an Amazon, explained Penthesilia. Paris sat in the chair Cassandra had vacated for her. Whiskey girl, I'm glad you made it. For a moment there, I didn't think you were going to come. Oh, she came. She came a bunch of times, Thalia added, standing proudly at Naomi's side. Elone laughed as Paris turned red and tried not to smile, but failed. <laughs> that's, that's not what I meant, but it's good to see you happy. Now, to catch you up, we're assessing resources for the purpose of making William regret everything. Are you with us? asked Penthesilia. Of course, Celia. You don't need to ask. I'm always on your side, Paris vowed. Okay, for the record, what can you do to help? Paris noticed, for the first time, Felicia was taking notes. All right, I can read and write in English and Chinese. I can speak a little Greek. I can care for cattle and horses. I have some skill as a seamstress. I can modify and repair rifles, pistols. I can mix gunpowder, distill whiskey, and brew beer. I can bake bread and... Wait, wait, you can distill whiskey? Asked Penthesilia. Yeah, replied Paris. The whiskey girl can make whiskey? Naomi asked in amazement. Yeah, my favorite is Applejack. I make it out of the apples that grow on the ranch back home. They are bright yellow. I've never seen them anywhere else. That's why we call it the Golden Apple Ranch. Luke told me Dad planted the trees. But to make a proper batch... You need, like, a barrel full. What could you do with sixty barrels full? asked Mary. I could probably fill several kegs, but it would take time. Why? We'll get to that. Any other skills we don't know about? asked Penthesilia. Fighting, hunting, cooking, other than that, no. But I'm willing to learn, said Paris. <laughs> I can think of some skills she didn't list, Thalia added. Yes, I'm sure you can. But I don't think we can sell that. Penthesilia laughed. <laughs> Why not? I do. Naomi smiled. All right, all right. Are you all having fun? Asked Paris. Celia, what is the plan? She continued, desperately trying to change the subject. Okay, okay. The plan is to cut into William's businesses on every level. As much as we can, we want to make sure he doesn't make a profit. We know he owns four of the restaurants in Denver, and three bars now that the Amazon is closed. He also owns the mercantile center of town. That way, all of the supplies go to his places at cost. We won't be able to get that discount, so supplies we use will have to come from Alone's farm and Mary's ranch. Luckily, the farm is well-stocked. 
Last year was good, and there are preserves stored up, explained Penthesilia. I've got more fruit than I can handle. That's how I was making rent. I was selling canned fruit to the mercantile I created a time. I made more money if I sold them to him slowly than if I tried to sell them to him all at once. So there's still a lot here, plus sixty barrels of apples. They've been sliced and preserved, but they'll still work, right? Alone asked. Even better, said Paris. Good. We haven't been able to find you a match. After what you did to the sheriff, I think the men in town are a little scared of you, and no one wants to be next. So, until you manage to piss someone else off, we have another plan. Penthesilia took a big breath. We haven't found another place to open a restaurant. But my mother has a storefront she's willing to lend us. Right now it's a florist, but as long as we keep her florist employed, we're allowed to use the space any way we like. What about... Pollyanna's old restaurant. I know it, it doesn't have any stoves or fixtures in it right now, but it's still vacant. Who owns it? Paris asked. William. And he seems happy to keep it closed. I think he considers it a trophy, Penthesilia replied. What I want is the Amazon. I'm going to make sure William can't make a dime in this city. We'll hire his waitresses out from under him. We'll open up competition right next to him. We'll keep hammering at him and chipping away at him until he finally relents, apologizes, and gives me the Amazon. The building, the deed, everything. Until then, I am shutting him down. Okay, where do we begin? Paris asked. What will it take to get you a still running so you can start producing your Applejack? It depends on what Alone already has. We can buy the rest of the supplies. Okay, that's your duty. If you need help, we'll get it for you. Cynthia and Cassandra are going on a recruitment drive. They're going to offer a job to every waitress William employs. We're offering twice what he pays them. Anyone who comes over to us is going to need something to do, so don't be afraid to ask for help. We're going to have more than we can handle. Mary and Alone are working on setting up a mercantile of our own. That's what's going to be in the flower shop. It'll be small, but we're going to offer delivery. Instead of buying it there at the store, you can order at the store, and then we'll bring it to you. That means all of the meat, eggs, and dairy supplies the ranch has, and the fruit, grains, and vegetables the farm has, all stored here, and then we move them out to whoever orders them. Felicia and Candace are working on coordinating our next event. Felicia, what are you planning? Well, without a fight, we have to center around something else. Something that shows off the things we can do. I wasn't counting on Applejack, but it'll fit in perfectly. It still needs a lot of planning, but what I'm thinking is a dance. Really? Asked Paris. We'll be able to set up a temporary market here at the farm. We'll hold a dance in the barn. We'll use the ring as the stage for the musicians. We'll have food, drinks, and of course Naomi is arranging entertainment, Felicia explained. What does that mean? Asked Paris. It means prostitutes. I've made a deal with Lady Venus to borrow the girls at the brothel for the night. They will dance with anyone willing to pay them. So, whoever comes can have a partner. For a price, Naomi added. And of course, any of the other girls who want to join in the fun. All of the waitresses we hire, any of us, even you, if you'd like. Felicia lowered the glasses on her nose so she could look at Paris over them. I'm not wearing a dress. Paris sat up straight. No one expects you to, 
said Penthesilia. But I would appreciate if you would attend. You and the Viper will keep anyone from getting too rowdy. You don't need to wear a dress, but you do need to dress up. If it fits you better, I'll buy you a suit, Penthesilia offered. It would. Thank you. Paris accepted. Well, that settles it. You all have your assignments? Keep me informed if there's any problems. And thank you, everybody. Together we can do this. Whiskey girl, will you come with me? Penthesilia stepped away from the table and walked toward Paris's chair. Paris stood and tucked it in as the other girls began to head off in different directions. Thalia let go of Naomi's shoulder and turned toward Paris, when Naomi caught her hand and pulled her back. We need to talk as well, don't we? Naomi said to Thalia. What is it, my lady? asked Thalia. Don't my lady me, honey. I have a very interesting conversation with Lady Venus. She seems to be under the impression that she told you not to sleep with the whiskey girl. She also told me to do my best to keep the two of you apart. So you can imagine my surprise when I squeezed the truth of where you were out of Cassandra. You should do the things you're told not to. They are the most pleasurable. Well, I'm glad you had fun, but I have jobs for you, and you belong to me. I'm still your girl, and any job you need me to do, I'll take. I thought you had a deal with Celia anyways. Isn't she paying you for the whiskey girl? She was, but after your little tantrum last night, we didn't think this was going to happen, so I'm going to give Celia a special rate, but from now on, the whiskey girl is full price. A dollar an hour. You can't. She's... She's my boyfriend. Thalia stood straight and smiled. You're going to have a girl for a boyfriend. Damn it, Thalia. Does she know what that means? I will tell her. Your room and board are her responsibility, along with your food, your clothes, and your makeup. She won't have to pay for your company, but she'll have to pay for all your needs. Is she prepared for that? She will be. <sighs> Fuck it. I will allow this for now, but you are not allowed to marry her. You're my only girl, and I cannot continue without you. She hasn't asked. And if the time comes, we'll talk about it. Shit. You already gone, aren't you? You're in love. You know better. Lady Venus said it wasn't against the rules to be in love. Not against the rules, no. It's just a really bad idea. Don't get upset if I recruit someone new and start giving them your jobs. <laughs> I always assumed you would. You got it all figured out, don't you? Look, I don't know what game you're playing, but there are more people on the board than you think. Naomi turned away, then back again. All right. I have two jobs lined up for you tonight. When you're finished, you can come back here. You live here now. I will have Cassandra bring your things over. You better know what you're doing. <laughs> I do, Thalia lied. Paris looked around the barn. It was spotless. The floor was swept, and except for the three horses still in their stables, it was empty. Wow, this is incredible. I thought it would take at least two more days to get here. How many girls did you have? Asked Paris. All of them, said Penthesilia. Paris walked into Pony's stall. She took a brush and began to groom the large animal. Good girl. How are you, my beauty? 
The horse snorted at the question and then trotted around to see Paris better. Calm down, calm down. It's okay, I'm here. Paris said as she continued to brush the horse. Okay, whiskey girl, what do you think of my plan? Asked Penthesilia. I love it. I love it when I can beat some asshole at his own game. You don't mind? I'm kind of ordering everyone around. As far as I'm concerned, I work for you. Anything you need me to do, I'm there, replied Paris. That's just it, Whiskey Girl. You don't work for me anymore. Even if we still had the bar, your month is up. You no longer owe me anything. You're my friend, my sister. I'm not going to abandon you when you need me. (sighs) But everyone deserves to be paid, and we haven't discussed how much you cost. How about a dollar an hour? I am not sleeping with you. That's what I'm saying, Celia. You're my sister. You don't charge family. You take care of them. You've taken care of me. You've given me a place to stay. You still do, even if it is at Alone's. I cook the food you've paid for. You just offered to buy me a suit for a dance. Paris dropped her eyes and set the brush down before she admitted. I know why you let me drink only what you give me. You've been protecting me from myself. And I needed it. I can see that. Celia, I don't know what goes on between Naomi and Thalia, or Lady Venus and her girls, but they take care of each other, and the money they make, they split it. Why don't we make the same deal? I'm your girl. As long as I have a place to stay and food, then I'm happy. Anything else I need, I'll talk to you about it. Speaking of Thalia, what happened last night? For that much, before Naomi lies to me about it? What happened all day to day? Penthesilia asked. Um, what do you mean? Paris picked up the brush again, and then moved around to the other side of Pony, so she could hide behind the large animal. Last night, Thalia stormed out of this place. We all thought you blew it. Then we get up this morning to hear the two of you going at it in your room. You have to be a little quieter. So what changed? What happened last night? Penthesilia walked around Pony so she could see Paris. I don't know. She came back. She snuck into my bed, and that was it. (laughs) Okay, just for the record, you weren't the whole time, were you? Penthesilia crossed her arms and smiled. What do you mean, the whole time? You haven't been having sex all day, have you? We stopped for lunch. Dear God. God, whiskey girl, do you know how much that's going to cost me? She said she wasn't charging you. No, Thalia's not charging me anything, but Thalia belongs to Naomi. And if you had her all day, there'll be a price. When are you going to see her again? I don't know when I'm going to see her. She shows up at the kitchen when she feels like it. She stays until suddenly she gets up and leaves. She's at the fight. She takes me to the brothel. She doesn't show up the next day. Then suddenly, she's in my room. She gets mad at me. I don't understand why. She storms out, just to sneak back in in the morning. I have no idea why she does any of the things she does. I hope I do see her again. But she made it clear. There is no tomorrow. There is no commitment. I'm not her boyfriend. Do you love her? How could I not? Everything she does is a temptation Every word out of her mouth is a flirtation. From the moment I met her, 
She's been trying to steal my heart like it was a coin in my pocket. I resisted. I really did. But I was completely outgunned. Of course I love her. Okay. And what about Pollyanna? I hope she's happy. I always did. I wouldn't have walked away if I didn't love her enough to understand she needed something I couldn't give her. And I wouldn't have walked away if I didn't love my brother enough to give him the chance to be happy too. Thalia doesn't erase my sorrow. She gives me hope that I can find that happiness as well, even if it's with someone else. Hmm. Okay. Would you like a drink? No, I'm okay. Are you upset we're not scheduling a fight? The dance sounds fun. I think it'll be a nice change of pace. Okay. Would you like me to arrange for Naomi to send Thalia to you tonight? You could do that? <laughs> of course I could do that. That's how prostitutes work. No. Thank you. It's very tempting. But I think it has to be her choice. I don't know why. Oh, sweetie. She doesn't choose things. She does as Naomi tells her to. But what if she loves me? If that's what you're looking for, you're in deep, deep trouble. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee. Artwork by Helen Lee. Performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at helenoftheironhorse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.